listen. Friendship. Entertainment. be with you everyone it's finally here may 4th star wars day hold on let me pause my game i'm playing star wars battlefront the og the 2004 version on my xbox one i'm coming on to talk to you about Ooh, did i swipe the the mic thing there anyway i'm coming on to talk to you guys about star wars since it is star wars day one of my favorite days of the year next to mario day since it's technically my second birthday I love everything that it is Star Wars. It's just me. I thought I'd come on and uh, take this opportunity to talk to you guys about a few things. Uh, I watched The Bad Batch Episode 1 today since it released. Uh, I will talk a little bit about that. Um, among other things, what can I talk about for Star Wars Day? Uh, big Star Wars fan. I went to Star Wars Celebration 2015. Has it go haven't gone back since. I, I do want to go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Uh, I think one of the th requirements as a Star Wars fan is to go to Rancho Obi-Wan. And uh, most notably now is to go to Galaxy's Edge, which I plan on going. Hopefully after 50% or more of uh, the population are vaccined here in the United States, especially in Florida. You know, don't want to go to Florida during a pandemic. But yeah, I kind of been uh, a big Star Wars fan since my preteens. I would say I, I wasn't uh, that much of a Star Wars fan as a kid. Uh, we didn't watch it a lot. It wasn't till like I was going to my dad's uh, regularly every summer, and all he had was you know VHSs or DVDs for us to watch. So I would just watch the Star Wars VHS tapes that we had. Uh, when I was a kid, the first Star Wars I've seen was New Hope. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. Before the Dark Times. Before the Empire. Uh, but the first one I saw in theaters was Phantom Menace. That was around the time, uh, I was probably like 9, 10, I think, when that came out. Uh, probably 9, 1999. Uh, but I love The Phantom Menace. I know there's a lot of hate for it. There's a lot of hate for Attack of the Clones. Uh, Phantom Menace, I, I just love because of the, the philosophies involved in, in that movie. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. And I like the prequels because there's so much to um, imaginate. You can, you, you, in between the scenes... In between the movies, there's a lot of imagination that goes on. And I know with this episode, The Bad Batch, with uh, the Clone Wars series, the, the newer Clone Wars series, uh, Dave Filoni version, it's kind of uh, tried to add too many things into the subplots of the movies or, or tie up loose ends that I 
personally don't think need to really be tied up or be there. Um, I mean, obviously that's for George and, and for Lucasfilm to decide when they're making the Clone Wars and the discussions he had with Dave Filoni and all that jazz. Uh, but I liked uh, that they didn't give us answers. I liked that George didn't publicly give answers about certain things and that we were allowed to speculate and allowed to have our fan theories. And I've probably said this in many of episodes that we have talked about Star Wars. I just like the imagination factor that came with the prequels. And uh, even if you don't like the movies, people love to talk about the, the plot. When So people love to recast and rewrite or have a different sense of storytelling for the prequels. The people that aren't that big of fans of it. But it ultimately comes down to them talking about the, the, the actual story, the characters involved, and what they went through, which I think is very unique. That people who say they hate said thing, the prequels, ultimately end up breaking it down as if it, uh, you know, was Shakespeare, which, which is interesting to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. I actually like, I think it's the most rewatchable Star Wars. It's the one I can just put in any time and just watch it. Obi-Wan. Hello, Dex. Take your seat, I'll be right with you. And New Hope, like I said, that's the first one I've ever seen. And, uh, I would say that's the most quotable. It's my dad's favorite Star Wars movie. So me and him, we, uh, quote it back and forth. Well, there are two banthas down there, but I don't see any. I, I would say my dad and my uncle, Matt Nixon, he's a local artist in, in uh, eastern Pennsylvania. He, those two are the main influences for my Star Wars fandom. Is uh, My dad, because of the quotes and because uh, it was significant for him, it was the one of the first or only movies he saw with his dad in theaters before his dad passed away uh, when he was a kid. And my uncle, who was just a big Star Wars fan, my uncle passed down a lot of his Star Wars toys to me when I was growing up. And uh, it's something that me and my uncle can always talk about is Star Wars. And uh, I even thought about doing a Star Wars strict podcast with uh, my uncle and uh, if he has time, I would love to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I just did an episode. I just released it this past week or uh, a couple days ago or yesterday or whenever you hear this. I, I released an episode around the same time I released this one. Uh, I, I was thinking, you know, I have a leave of absence from work and I have um, some things going on and I have a lot of free time uh, more recently. So. I was thinking maybe I could do two episodes a week. Maybe I'll do one with the guys on Sundays and put it out whenever it comes uh, time to put it out during the week. And then I'll do my own where I talk about something or a subject, maybe wrestling, since I love wrestling and I'm a big wrestling fan and I've done it and my dad's been an independent wrestler for 20 years. I could talk about wrestling during the week. I could do an episode on AEW, Dynamite, anything. Next week, I did say we are, me and the guys are talking about uh, directors uh, and their director's cuts, and we're going to try to break that down and be more, try to go bigger with with that subject and, and more bring up more about fans wanting 
more fans expecting things that are theirs. These stories are now theirs. They want said thing released or or they want more from it. Uh, that type of thing. Like they own it. We're going to break all that down next week with them. Or I'm going to break all that down next week with them. I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation. It's going to be fun to uh, dive into because there's a lot of movies I'm going to bring up that actually release director's cuts. And there's going to be movies we can probably talk about that have been rewritten a few times. But let's get back to Star Wars. It's May the 4th. Uh, Disney released a video, a short, like, 14-second, 20-second video of this real retractable lightsaber that they have. I see you have constructed a new lightsaber. I can't find anything on it about how it's made or whatever, but if you've seen the video, it looks pretty freaking badass. I don't know how much it's going to be at the Disney parks. It looks like they're promoting it to be at the Disney parks. I'm totally going to buy one. I might have to buy one as a Star Wars fan. I will try as long as I can. I will resist buying it for as long as I can. But as the classic meme goes, shut up and take my money. It looks pretty pretty awesome. Oh, that's my dog, Milo Loki, just sitting next to me. I just got Fallen or- uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm going to play through that. I'm, I'm really late to the game on that game, but like, I, I don't know much about it. I haven't read a lot of the spoilers. Uh, I know of the villain, and that's about it. And maybe one of the boss fights It's really hard. Other than that, I'm going to jump into it. I watched The Bad Batch Episode 1 today. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think it's it's kind of its own thing in a way, but it's also a lot of Clone Wars. It's It's like taking something very familiar, but also meshing things that are unfamiliar and putting them together uh, for uh, something that I found to be very enjoyable. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the inner working or adding new things to the movies and instead of letting us uh, have an imagination or speculate, you know, uh, putting in subplots and stuff in between the movies, I'm not a big fan of. But I did like them showing what happens to Camino after Order 66. I always loved Camino. I loved the set piece. I love the rain, the environment. Ever since Attack of the Clones, I like the uh, level on OG Battlefront 2. And uh, it was just cool to go back to Kamino. But I did state there's a lot of similarity to the Clone Wars in this. I liked the Clone Wars Season 3 on. Season 1 and 2, Season 1 very kiddish. And I've probably stated this before in the past as well. Uh, Season 2, it started to ramp up a little more, get a little more action-y. Uh, season 3, it got more serious, in my opinion. Uh, season 3 of The Clone Wars had a lot of uh, clone side stories they started to do. And the clones uh, training, that was a big uh, few episodes, was them in the training room on Kamino. And they bring you back to the training room in Bad Batch, which I really enjoyed in this episode. I don't know how I'm going to break this down more so. But uh, the CGI or the animation that they did in this episode was pretty good. It was, it was uh, very stunning, very beautiful. 
the background, the, the arts pieces without the characters was uh, top notch, especially the opening stuff with the the snow planet that they were on or the snow location where the characters are fighting the droids and and uh or the bad bat you see the bad batch for the first time in the first episode that was a very cool set piece it looked like i said it looked gorgeous uh the the lighting aka the coloring and the shading that they did with the animation phenomenal it looked really good uh season Seven of the Clone Wars was really, really well done. But I think this beats it out. I, I really think it does. If you hear breathing in the background, that's my dog snoring. Uh, what else can I say about that opening part? I don't want to give too much away. I, I'm still just not a fan of the weird claymation or the clay. The, the, it's like they try to make it look like claymation. They try to make it look like they're sculpted of clay. Or, I guess clay would be the the right term. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the blocky the blockiness, the blocky look. Uh, I really liked the way people looked in Rebels. It did have more of an anime feel, though, with the eyes. But I still liked the smooth round roundness of the characters and the way they looked versus the blocky... Uh, type of thing. I, I, I think what I liked more about Bad Batch was the environment and the background stuff and, and the coloring and the way they shaded uh, certain parts of uh, the animation. I, I think those were my favorite parts of, of Bad Batch. The, I did like the extended dialogue scenes. So there's there's scenes in this where there's extended dialogue and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Because as you know, this is during Order 66, in between scenes of uh, Revenge of the Sith. I really dug, dug the extended di- dialogue, especially all the dialogue with tech. Uh, anything where... You can hear the sound effects that you are so familiar with in Star Wars. Uh, the, the ship's landing. Anytime you can see a ship land and it looks stunning every time, you have succeeded, and that is very Star Warsy to me. Uh, I grew up in the time of the prequel era, so Attack of the Clones, ships landing on Tatooine, or Episode 1, ships landing on Tatooine. Uh... You know, it, it had a perverse, perverse, um, not the word I'm looking for. I just, I guess I had a cool factor to it when you would visually see something like that. Um, it made you want to be on a ship. It made you want to be in that environment when a ship lands. I think George Lucas was very good at, at that. You know, as gritty as Mos Eisley Spaceport was, in a new hope, and it's uh, the you know you'll find the most wretched hive of scum and villainy. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. You want to be there. You want to be in Star Wars. You want to hold a lightsaber. You want to hold a blaster. You want to just be a part of the universe in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's the beauty of Star Wars. And I think the prequels. Uh, 
especially exceeded that. And I think Bad Batch um, hits all the notes uh, stylistic, stylistically, uh, visually speaking. I think that the ship's landing, the sound effects, the visuals, uh, all look great. I mean, there were some things where it was it was kind of keeping that kiddish factor. Uh, I know Clone Wars was for kids. This technically kind of is for kids. It does mesh well, like a kiddish tone with a serious tone. It does that very well. But it, it while it's doing that, it kind of loses a little bit of the serious tone in certain moments that may, for someone like me, be taken out of a little bit. So the, the, even though I love the training room sequence as much as I did, it seemed a little shoehorned in to the plot just to give us some action or give us something cool because I don't think they really needed to have the training room sequence. They could have just went to the planet that Tarkin sends him to. That's correct. Grand Moff Tarkin, Admiral Tarkin, sends the Bad Batch to a planet. He's in this episode. He, he uh, is talking to the native people of Kamino, who, the cloners, who uh, make the clones. Can you tell me where it came from? Thank you. This baby belongs to them cloners. What you got here is a Kamino saber dart. Kamino, I'm not familiar with it. Is it in the Republic? No, no, it's beyond the Outer Rim. I'd say about uh, 12 parsecs outside the Rishi Maze. Should be easy to find, even for those droids in your archives. <laughs> These are Kamino ones. Keep to themselves. They're cloners. Dead good ones, too. Cloners? Are they friendly? Oh, it depends. Depends on what decks? On how good your manners are. And how big your pocketbook is. And there's also a new character in this, Omega. I think this is how you say it. Uh, I believe the character says it a little differently, but I think it is Omega. I, I don't want to give too much away. You, you'll have to watch it. If you're a Star Wars fan and you like the Clone Wars and you liked Rebels, uh, I think you'll have to watch it. Um, if if you already seen stuff, you already looked it up, uh, spoiler alert, it is most definitely for sure a female clone of Jango Fett. I don't know how I feel about that. It's kind of unique. I guess they're, she's kind of altered like the uh, Bad Batch clones. And I don't know what happens to her yet in this series because we only have episode one. But if she's still alive during Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, it would be pretty cool to see Boba Fett meet up with his sister, Omega. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, maybe I should have put in how long I would talk about it. Uh, oh, well, if, if you heard spoiler, I'm sure you skipped ahead. Um, I did really enjoy in the beginning. It had a survival predator cliffhanger with Stallone kind of feel to it. When uh, Caleb, the Jedi, Jedi Padawan, who is uh, Kanan from Rebels, they kill his master, or maybe I should have put, still spoilers, they kill his master, he escapes, 
and the him on the cliff and he gets away. I don't know. This, the, I, I think what makes Star Wars and I think what made this episode for me was the score, the, the soundtrack in the background. It was beautifully done. It, uh, especially in the beginning, the get you hooked into the episode. I, I did like it. I mean, it, throughout the whole episode is pretty good. That that whole scene I, I really enjoyed. I I really enjoyed uh, the sniper because you kind of got bits and pieces of it or little hints here and there in the Clone Wars season seven season seven with the Bad Batch episodes that the sniper could possibly turn on them or it was more serious and more about the job or the the orders and completing the mission versus actually helping and. I guess, doing what's right, I should say. So it was cool to see one of them turn on the group, and now he's probably going to hunt them down, which is going to be a really fun thing to see, uh, that this sniper crosshairs is going to, or crossfire crosshair, he's going to be the the villain hunting them down, hunting the the Rambo-looking or he's going to clash with the Rambo-looking uh, clone. As I always do, I will eventually tag all my friends as the Bad Batch characters. It's something I do. But if you, if, like I said, if you like Clone Wars, if you like Rebels, I'm going to have to go back and watch Resistance. Uh, I, I watched maybe the first or two episodes of Season 1. I, I haven't really paid attention. I'm going to watch it seriously and uh, pay closer attention. I should actually I should turn that on now. It's Star Wars Day. After I play a couple missions in Star Wars Battlefront 2004, I'm gonna go watch some Resistance. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to come on and talk a little bit about Star Wars. It's one of my favorite fandoms in existence, next to Aliens, Predator, Ultraman, Godzilla martial art and kung fu movies what what else can i say i i'm i'm really into uh franchise wise obviously i like superheroes we talk about a lot we're going to try to take a break from superhero talk actually and uh it's going to be hard because marvel pretty much rules the cinemas these days and especially with the snyder cut you know that's a that's a big deal in entertainment and, I mean, Superman has always been a big deal in entertainment. Superman pretty much is, like, the spawn of pop culture, it seems like, his popularity. And Batman in the late 80s. Well, I guess 60s as well with the Adam West show. I hope you guys did something cool for Star Wars Day. I hope you guys watched one of the movies. I hope you guys went back and watched the sequels. I think eventually we're going to talk about the sequels again. Uh, we're going to get more inclusive into uh, some Star Wars discussions, some other things other than superheroes and films. Uh, we're going to talk about some more life things coming up this year uh, that we kind of got away from more recently in our return, our comeback. So may the force be with you. May the fourth be with you. And the next day, tomorrow, or whenever you hear this, I hope you had a good Revenge of the Fifth. Because to me, it's Revenge of the Fifth, not Revenge of the Sixth. Okay? Screw skipping a day and all that. Unless it's Attack of the Fifth, which is stupid. So, 
honestly, it sounds better for me the next day, Revenge of the Fifth. If you guys have any uh, feedback or want to let us know your favorite Star Wars, uh, comment on one of our social media things or create a discussion on our Facebook page. You know, uh, email us and give us a recommendation of something Star Wars fan, fan art, Star Wars fan film, Star Wars novel, Star Wars game you don't think we've played. Uh, maybe a Star Wars. What else can we do? Star Wars, Star Wars rumors and and stuff like that. Anyone here is talk about it. We'll give you a shout out in the piece. Maybe we'll ask you to come on and be on the episode with us, and we'll talk about Star Wars. Until next time or next week. Uh, thank you for listening to this uh, bonus episode this week, May the Fourth, and may the Force be with you, always. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And the powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. I love Star Wars. 